All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, four things. Amy here, and my friend Allie Fallon is here with me, and we're going to talk about how our lives are more fun when we're not consumed with shame and guilt. And Allie's been on the podcast before. She's an author, public speaker, writing coach, and host of her own podcast called Write Your Story, which is also the title of your new book, Allie, your fourth book that's coming out. And what is Write Your Story going to do for us? It will help you write your story. It helps you take an experience from your life and turn it into a story. But it's really about so much more than that. I mean, obviously, if you've always wanted to write your story, then this is the book for you. But I want it to do more than just help you get the words on the page. It's also about seeing your life through the lens of narrative storytelling, personal storytelling, in order to see what your life is trying to show you. Because I firmly believe that our life is always speaking to us. And a lot of times, just because we move so fast, we're missing what it's saying. And when you start to put your experiences on the page, either in a journal or in an Instagram post or in a book or whatever, you start to see the threads that are there and the themes that show up. And you see that your life is giving you a message, it's teaching you something that then you can pass on to the others around you. Well, you know, something that you learned a lot about and passed on to others is how you dealt with feelings of shame when your first marriage, you know, the one you thought you were going to be in for the rest of your life ended. I know that I've benefited from you sharing about so many of the things that came up for you because of how unhealthy the relationship was and and your decision to end it. I left a really toxic marriage where there was a lot of control and abuse happening. And 
I fully played into the abuse cycle and was part of the toxic relationship. But one of the consequences of that dynamic playing out in my marriage was that I left the relationship almost like a 10-year-old feeling like I didn't know how to make decisions for myself or trust my own choices about even small things. I wrote about this in Indestructible, which is my second book. But in Indestructible, I talk about trying to go buy a car and even the decision of buying a new car. It was like I was completely flooded and felt like I couldn't trust myself to make this decision. Whatever decision I made was going to be the wrong decision. I had so much guilt and shame and couldn't fully differentiate between what was guilt and what was shame and what was regret and and any of that. And so, so even something as small as buying a car felt impossible for me, let alone picking a partner or deciding where I was going to live or buying a house or, you know, some of those bigger decisions. And so I had to work through a lot of that while I was in that season of my life and really baby step it. Like I had to learn how to just, you know, make a choice knowing that there was no such thing as a right or wrong answer. It was just make a choice that feels right to you in this moment. And then to allow yourself to sit with that and be present with it and notice what comes up for you. And maybe some guilt comes up, maybe some shame comes up, maybe some regret comes up. For me, it was about learning how to tolerate those sensations and notice them and be aware of them and process through them rather than organizing my life in such a way where I wanted to make a decision so that I never felt guilt or make a decision so I never felt shame. It's like you can make a choice and feel regret. That's okay. You can be like, wow, if I had known back then what I know now, I wouldn't have made that choice. That's just information. There's a quote that says, regret acknowledges that I made a mistake. Shame says I am a mistake and guilt is what others use to try to make us feel ashamed. That quote is from Bill Crawford, by the way. And I I like that he says, regret acknowledges that I made a mistake. And I like that you just said that regret, you know, the mistake, that's information. Gathering information from your regrets ultimately leads to more fun in life. And I'll use me dipping my toes into the dating world now as an example, because I thought I had worked through any and all shame that I felt around being divorced. But having to make that known to someone on a dating app and the fear that has popped into my mind about potential rejection because I've been divorced, the fear feelings are basically leading to shame feelings because I'm worried that I'm not good enough, that I'm a failure, that something is wrong with me. And I know that these things aren't true. So I'm glad I've caught these thoughts before they take up more permanent resonance in my mind. But if I listen to them, I would miss out on the fun of dating and meeting new people, having new experiences. And then if I go into it knowing that I don't have to make decisions that I never will feel regret or shame for, then there's more room for fun And even if there is regret, again, I will see it as information and it won't keep me locked up in my house for the rest of my life. If you're going on a date through the lens of whatever happens, I need to not feel regret about this or need to not feel shame about this, then there's no space for play or fun or just getting to know someone or curiosity or any of that. It's like the only thing you can focus on is avoiding the shame. Whereas if you go on a date and you're just like, who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to, I'm going to get to know this person. I'm going to be curious about them. I'm going to be curious about maybe what kind of chemistry may or may not be here. I may gather some funny stories and we'll see. Then there's just so much more space for possibility. Okay. I like that you mentioned curiosity because 
curiosity is where we have such an opportunity to grow and learn and find new relationships and opportunities and all the things. And you also mentioned, if I had known back then what I know now, I wouldn't have made that decision. Being able to say that to yourself and see that you learned from your regret with information instead of just living in it, just totally stuck in it, is so good. And it teaches you to trust yourself. So you can go, wow, if I had known back then what I know now, I would have made a different choice. So now I'm equipped with that information to make a different choice next time. Every time we practice saying that around any regret, we're exercising that muscle and ultimately we'll get better at dealing with regret and shame. But there's also times that we may be dealing with guilt. You know, in that quote that I shared, the last part of it says, guilt is what others use to try to make us feel ashamed. You were sharing with me when, you know, we were just catching up as friends before we started recording, that you had some framework around dating. And we'll just stick with the dating example. Others listening might have other regret, shame, guilt categories in their life uh, or circumstances that they're dealing with. But I think that your framework will apply to a lot of situations. So can you repeat what you told me earlier? I'm not going to let myself get stuck in shame because shame is not productive to help me learn what I need to learn about myself or move forward or create a relationship with someone. So I'm allowed to feel guilt. I'm allowed to feel regret. I'm allowed to say I would never do that again if I had it to do over again. I'm also allowed to feel like that was fun. I can feel lighthearted about it. Like that was fun, fun date, you know, not a match, not for me, moving on. And it doesn't have to be so serious. I think this is more than we need to get into, but just the way that I was raised around dating was so, I was raised in the I Kiss Dating Goodbye era. So it was just so serious and so like, you've got to find your husband. And I feel like between my two marriages, I really needed a time to just go out, have fun, see what happens, play, be curious, like just kind of test the waters and see what unfolds from there. And it was really good for me. And I I was explaining it to you. Like, it's like it cleared the pipes of the toxic dynamic with me and my ex too. I needed to just see that I could create that with another person. Like we could have a fun time together. We could have a silly dynamic. We could play. We could... You could be vulnerable. Yeah, I could be vulnerable. I could connect with someone. There could be chemistry there. And it doesn't have to be my forever person, but there could be chemistry there and that could be fine. You know, something that just popped in my head as I sit here thinking about having another person in my life in that manner is that they would see things that others don't really get to see. Like they would see that I'm not really an adult or I have no idea what I'm doing. And maybe there's a lot of adults that feel this way, but I learned how to log into my bank account last year because Ben always handled our finances. I've talked about that multiple times. I'm a pro at it now, which feels good. But, you know, take the the snowstorm that we just had in Nashville for an example. Like, I didn't know how to drive in that type of weather because Ben would always drive. And I didn't know how to put salt on my walkway. I mean, there's certain things that, yeah, you just pull it up on YouTube and it's not that hard, but I just wish I knew these things. Like I cut my finger to change the alarm battery the other day because I'd never done it before. And it's way more complicated than you would think. And I don't understand proper tire pressure. Like I know when my car tells me I need it, but I want to understand the numbers myself like without a warning from my car. And those are definitely small examples that are just top of mind, but there's other things that are, are bigger, like, like insurance that I had to get late last year. I had no idea what I was doing, not a clue. And these are just things that 
embarrass me that at 42 years old, I don't know how to do them. So one of my goals for this year is just to learn more adult things, especially around my house. And then also to teach my kids these things. Like they'll learn as I learn. And I know that I can do it all because, you know, I was terrified of the bank account stuff. And I've totally got that down now. And I feel like there's two ways you can approach those kinds of things too. You could approach it from the shame of, oh, I should know how to do this. Or you could approach it from, I just want to learn this so that I know it so I can teach it to my kids and so I can take good care of myself. And it sounds like you're definitely doing the latter, which I think is a really healthy way to uh, approach it. And it may be that for a period of time in your life, there's a steep learning curve because there were all these things that he took care of that now you have to learn how to do like the bank account and the salting and the driving and all those things. But like you said, in a year from now, you'll look back and be like, oh, actually it was a steep learning curve, but I learned all of that and now I can handle it. And also there may be another partner in your life someday who you get to pass that stuff off to again, the stuff that's just really not fun for you that comes easily for them. So yeah, maybe. I mean, that would be nice. And, and I don't know why I'm embarrassed about all the ways that I don't feel like an adult. There's clearly some things I need to work through when it comes to that. You know, I'm thinking since you're the queen of writing and, and journaling prompts, do you have a prompt for us if we're feeling embarrassed about something or shame, guilt, regret? Yeah, to me, there's two steps to the prompt if you were going to use it as a writing prompt. Okay. Step one would be to identify what you're feeling. And sometimes you don't have the word for it, but I find it can be really helpful to just describe how it feels in your body. So maybe you don't know if what you're feeling is shame or guilt or regret or remorse, but you can journal just, this is what is happening in my body. I feel a heaviness in my chest. I feel knots in my stomach. I feel my hands are sweaty. You know, my heart is racing. And as you describe what's happening in your body, it may give you more clarity about what the emotion is. And you don't even need to know. You don't have to have the name for the emotion. But if you if you begin to pay close attention to what's happening in your body, that's a really great first step. And then the second step would be, and you kind of touched on this, but identifying some stories from your life, moments when you also remember feeling this way. So if you are feeling this, these knots in your stomach and it's just so tight, you know, you feel like it's closed off, nothing can get through. It just feels so dark in there. It feels so tight. Maybe you go, oh, I remember this other time in my life when I felt like this and this is what was going on. And you could journal about that. I remember another time in my life when I felt this way and this is what was going on. Maybe it was during finals week or maybe it was another time when my bank account was low or whatever. And writing out those stories can be a really helpful tool to show you the pattern of when this emotion shows up in your life. And as you begin to write those stories, those patterns and the themes and the threads start to show you where you have room to grow or what this feeling is here to teach you. So writing out those stories can be a really helpful part of the tool. And that's why you're the host of Write Your Story podcast. Your tools, steps, prompts, they're always so helpful in putting pen to paper. I'm very curious about a topic that you're covering on your podcast right now. You're dedicating two episodes to something called wintering. What is that? All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. 
Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up and store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton. And it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. I'm very curious about a topic that you're covering on your podcast right now. You're dedicating two episodes to something called wintering. What is that? Wintering is a season or a period of time in your life when you choose to go inward and reflect on yourself, your life, rather than to go external, to go outward. So if you think of like the metaphor of the seasons, 
that summer is a season where everyone comes out of their houses and spends time in the sun and you go on vacation and you go out into the world. And wintering is a season where all of the growth and all of the progress is happening inside. It's happening, you know, under the surface, under the soil. And so a wintering season is about going internal. It's about, you know, maybe not seeing as many people, not making as many plans, spending more time in the actual physical darkness, journaling, you know, staying in your PJs, drinking hot beverages, watching movies, staying in bed for longer, getting more sleep, getting more rest, those kinds of things. So just this idea that it can be really healthy for a season to slow down and go inward and spend some time reflecting on yourself and on your life. You had one go up this week and you have another one going up next week? Yes. So one went up on Tuesday and episode two will go up next week Okay, on Tuesday. Again, Allie's podcast is called Write Your Story and I can get on board with wintering for sure. I feel like I've been wintering as I've been binge watching The Bear. Oh, such a good show. I realized that way back when it came out and everyone was, yeah, you know, raving about it, raving about it. I started it and then I realized I never finished I it. I could, you know why? This is my theory. The first three episodes are so stressful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like hard on your nervous system. And I feel like when I started it before, I was like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> Turn it off. But I made it through this time. Yeah. And it's yeah. really good. I- I'm all in now and almost done with the first season and then yeah. I'll get to roll into the second. But I've been wanting to cook more. Love it. And uh, made hamburgers the other night that I was trying to mimic a hamburger that I love in town. That's like a smash burger. Okay. The in between the two patties has a layer of Parmesan. I think that's the cheese they're using. I'm not okay. sure. But I highly recommend smash burgers. So the really thin two patties on okay. one sandwich in between a sharp Parmesan. Okay. And then a pepper jelly. Okay. On each side of the buns. I did fresh sourdough bread from a bakery oh, here. Amazing. I, I want to bake my own, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I never did that during I knew COVID. Did, I. did you? I know. No. Okay. I didn't get well, there. Some people have started this week because they've been having to stay home sure. again, well, at least in this part of the country. But Something about the Parmesan and the pepper jelly and the meat and the, I don't know. It's, oh, it sounds delightful. So, I'm coming over for dinner. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, chef, come. So I feel like when we're in the kitchen, we're like, yes, chef. And then when you come up behind someone, like yeah. even with my kids, I was doing it. I'm like, behind. Yeah. And you walk behind and then corner. Corner, turning corner, corner. Yes. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun. I love it. To cook more with yeah. the kids. And they're not watching the show, but they get it now because it's what I'm talking yeah. about in the kitchen. So I did the hamburger thing. And then I also did like a pan fried chicken where I marinated it in okay. milk. I think buttermilk is the preferred method. My dad used to do buttermilk, but I didn't have that. I just had whole milk. So it seemed to be the okay. same, but it makes the meat really tender. Yum. And so marinated it for several hours in the fridge in milk and then got it out and patted it dry. I don't know. I'm like Googling all this stuff because, you know, I'm a chef yeah. now. Yes, yeah, chef. Yeah. So then I've had it dry and then I got flour and I just dusted it on both sides and I put like garlic, salt, pepper, whatever, smoked paprika in the flour just a little bit to season it. And then I got my iron cast iron skillet and I filled it up with some avocado oil, like a mixture of avocado because high heat point with that. And then a little bit of olive oil like mixed in. And then I just did about four minutes on each side. I mean, I got the oil really hot and I dropped them in four minutes each side, flip, flip. 
And it was so good. Chef Amy in the house. Yeah, but I only did that because I've been watching The Bear and not even that they're they're making chicken. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's a beef yeah. <laughs> restaurant, but it's inspired me. So who knows what I'm going to whip up tonight. We'll see how long it lasts, but I'm, I'm here for it. Hey, you're on a good run. Yeah. Might as well mm-hmm. go with it. What have you been making? Anything? My specialty right now is crockpot dinners. So I did a curry in the crockpot the other day that was really, really tasty. And I've been doing pot roast in the crockpot. I mean, it's hard because I have two little kids. And so they don't give me much time in the kitchen to prepare foods. My sister does a great job. She has, I mean, her kids are a little older now, but she has three kids and she has a set of twins. And she always had like littles at her feet, you know, making elaborate dinners. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that because I can hardly make them macaroni and cheese without them. We shouldn't feel any Just get shame everything. around that. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should process through <laughs> Well, because I yeah. feel you on that. My sister, she's older than me, yeah. amazing cook, has four kids and she always had home cooked meals most every weeknight around the table. I just haven't done that. And yeah. I feel like I'm failing my children. Yeah. And while we may sit around the bar together, not all around the table, and maybe it is takeout, still yeah, five minutes still, we sat yes. there for a second and I just have to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm different than my sister and that's okay. Totally. And I'm I have this conversation with myself a lot too, where I'm like, different kids get different parents, different parents get different kids. So I'm like, this is the parent they got. And honestly, I like cooking, but what I don't like is cooking in the midst of chaos. The chaos is so grating on my nervous system that with like kids screaming and running around, like the cooking loses its luster for me. So I'm like, in the mornings, I, I try to get up before my kids. They're usually up by like 6 or 6.30. So I try to be up by 5 and I'll throw things in a crock pot and I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy that first hour of the morning. Well, I want to know more about the curry chicken because... Yeah, it's, it's just curry powder and coconut milk and tomatoes and tomato paste and a bay leaf and a bunch of spices and chicken all in a crock pot. You literally just throw it in. And then oh, you and shred the chicken and serve it over rice or something? Yeah. 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 And um, sweet good. potatoes in there too. Ooh. Yeah. But you can kind of, it's yes, kind of like a kitchen sink <laughs> recipe. Like you just throw anything in, whatever. And same with the pot roast. It's like whatever veggies you have sitting around, just toss them in there with a chuck roast and some beef broth. And I always put potatoes in there and a couple bay leaves and whatever spices. I don't know. I usually put like garlic salt, onion powder. The usual. Yeah. All the stuff. Did and you know that spices can expire? Yes, I did okay. know that. Well, I'm some like, people don't check those. <laughs> I saw this story the other day. He's like, some people don't <laughs> check them. Well, I, I <laughs> often don't, but there's a story that reminded me of, I was in the news last week of this mom that made her famous like apple pie and her kids okay. were like, mom, this, something's off. This doesn't taste right. And they went to her spice rack and her nutmeg had expired 24 years ago. Oh my gosh. And I do think that it's okay to use it a certain amount of time after sure. the expiration date. Who knows? Maybe even yeah. a year or two. Who cares? Yeah. I say who cares. I don't know. I'm not the FDA, but I do think you can go past the expiration sure. date on most things, especially pantry yeah. goods. Uh, I went through but- my pantry the other day and got rid of all the spices and the our medications that were expired because with the medications, I'm like, I'm not going to mess with this if I'm giving stuff to my kids. There were some allergy medications and stuff in there that were a few months expired. So I just threw everything away. And I was like, wow. I, I think I a so few months space. you could still. I'm sure. But I felt like since it was medicine, I was like, I don't want to mess with it. And also I needed to clear out some space. So. Sure. Okay. I'm like, well, throw, t- bring it over here. Okay. I'll, I'll take, okay. I'll take a year expired. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, you can take- <laughs> I think it's just that the potency or. Sure. Maybe it's just 
not, not as, strong, as strong, but it's not going to be harmful. But yeah, if it's your kids, I totally understand that. But yeah, I think sometimes we overlook the spices just because yeah. we don't think to look at the sure and the ones you don't use as that. often. Yeah, just like and it, you might end up with a nasty apple pie. So just heads up. <laughs> I mean, I was like, God, oh, 24 gosh. years. But I mean, honestly, if you live in the same house, that's not hard to do it's if you've not. got like a spice back there. Truly. I actually, I made scrambled eggs the other morning and then realized that I had put a little half and half in, which I don't use half and half a lot in my house, but I had put a little half and half in the scrambled eggs. And then Matt was like, did you put this in the eggs? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it expired on December 7th. And I was like, oh, no, I'm like, the kids are eating the eggs. I'm like, Shh, just don't tell them. It's fine. I mean, I smelled it. It smelled fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what dairy, but half and half is like, I don't know. Maybe I love because how I, the, I was like worried about the medicine, but then I'm like, just let them keep eating the eggs because yeah. they were eating eggs. Expired half and half from over a month ago. It's cool. But had it been opened or was it the first time you opened it? First time I opened it. Oh, then I think you're fine. Okay. Right? Because it hasn't been exposed <laughs> okay. to air because I think it's once you open something. Uh, well, um, how much past the I don't know. day can you take it if you don't open it? <laughs> I'm not sure. No shame. Okay. No shame. No, no shame. shame in you feeding your kids yeah. expired half and half yeah. milk in their They're eggs. fine. Yeah. I still think that you're a good parent and you should still feel good about that in yourself. And Thank you. I cooked them a breakfast. I mean, that's a big deal. You don't need to carry that around with you. Okay. Um, Well, we hope y'all are having the day that you need to have and whatever it is that you may be processing, working through, feeling any guilt, shame, remorse, regret about, there's a lot of reading online that'll tell you the difference between all of those. And that way you can pinpoint, maybe if you have a better understanding of exactly what it is you're feeling, then you can pinpoint, Mm. you know, exactly what's causing it and then how you want to move forward from it because all of those things are different and maybe the roots of them would even be different too if you were able to differentiate. All right, well, y'all can find Allie on Instagram. She's at Allie Fallon, A-L-L-Y-F-A-L-L-O-N. And then your website is writeyourstory.com. Correct. And then that's the same as the podcast. Write Your Story, check it out. She's got episodes that come out every Tuesday. Yay. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Amy. Bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 